Tune into the Josh Terry podcast. Hey, I want to start off this show by telling you about some of our new sponsors Global Net Insurance Agency, Mr. Dusty Lewis over in Eastman, Georgia. You can reach him right now at 478 374 7977. This is who I got insurance with, folks. Mr. Dusty has took care of me for an extremely long time. Uh, even when I'm late on my insurance, son. I can message him on Facebook. He always takes care of me and his staff there are just awesome over at Global Net. So please do me a favor. Y'all reach out to him now and tell them that I sent you. Here's another new one for y'all. Lori's Dive-In. She feeds me quite regularly. She's over in Alamo, Georgia. She has brought me everything from this amazing chicken salad to these Philly cheesesteaks. Dude, there I'm telling you, they're just really, really good. Uh... Full menu on site, they cater, they do carry out, just really cool family atmosphere. Every time I've been there or they've brought me stuff, uh, you just can't beat it and the price is really good and Miss Lori is just awesome. Uh, thank y'all for becoming a sponsor on the show. I'm always excited when somebody that I went to school with turns out to be successful and is doing well for themselves. Shout out to Mr. Dustin Smith, Dr. Dustin Smith, and owner of Middle Georgia Total Health Center. He's my chiropractor. Uh, I'm always standing up tall. I'm always feeling good, and it's because of this guy. He's got an office in Eastman at 285 Plaza Ave, and uh, he also has a location at 126 North 2nd Street in Cochran. You can call his Eastman office at 478-6011 or the Cochran office at 478 478- nine three four eight eight zero one look them up on facebook at middle georgia total health or email them mid ga total health at gmail.com go check out dr smith and all of his staff uh he's gonna get you feeling right you're not gonna be disappointed to go get mr smith's hands on you i told y'all the other day about my guy over at oxley performance computers Matt Oxley has took care of all of our computer needs. He's got me set up with a whole new PC. Uh, My soundboard, my everything is running way better. Uh, I did not know how bad off I was just getting something from Best Buy. This dude has hooked me up to where my laptop's better, my desktop's better, everything that I needed, he hooked me up with, and he did it for a damn good price. Y'all go check out Matt Oxley at Oxley Performance Computers at, and here's his website at oxleypc.com. That's where you can find him at on Facebook as well. Go look my dude up and tell him to hook you up. 
I told y'all we had several new sponsors on the show, and right here is the last one. So y'all hold tight, and then we're going to roll into the show. This one right here is why I've been looking so damn good, though. Miss Reagan. Reagan Rise Fitness. She helps men and women lose fat and build muscle. She customized nutrition and training plans. Workouts can be done in the gym or at home. She has hooked me up, told me what to eat, told me how much to eat, and also gave me a workout plan that doesn't hurt my body. You can find her at Facebook at Reagan, that's R-A-E-G-A-N, last name M-I-L-H-O-L-E-N, and her IG, R-A-E-G-A-N-A-R-I-S-E, Fitness. Go check her out. Tell her I sent you. And last but not least, and I'm very excited to tell you all about this lady, uh, Miss Jessica Wolf over at Lovely Lotus. Lovely Lotus is probably about to start making all of our shirts, hats, cups, pins, etc., etc., etc. You can get in touch with her through any of her social media. Just look up Lovely Lotus. She made a bunch of stuff for me, uh, a couple sample things or whatever, because we've had problems getting uh, the merchandise and the stuff that we wanted. And I'm telling y'all, just go to my Facebook and look up Jessica Wolf and Lovely Lotus. Uh, check her out now because the stuff that she sent me jam up. I absolutely love it. And uh, from now on, I imagine this lovely young lady is going to be the person that's doing our gear. So check her out, Jessica Wolf, Lovely Lotus. Now. Let's see who today's guests are. Shout out to all of our sponsors. I know every one of y'all are having to hear those ads run before uh, I get to talking now and introducing the guests. But it's part of the show now. When you get uh, to be half-assed successful, that's what you got to do. Everybody knows that I let you guys pick some of our guests sometimes because I don't follow a lot of people on social media. uh, And I allow on my listeners to tell me who to have on the show. Well, this next young lady uh, got tagged several several times uh i got tagged in her stuff several several times in the past week or two and uh she's been going through a hard time and uh, after me and her got to talk a little bit and got to know each other had to have her on the show i think she's wonderful um miss coco briscoe thank you for coming on the show and uh bullshit with me for a little bit hi josh thanks for having me on anytime uh i want to say this before we get started too is uh everybody knows that if you listen to the show, I like the three sides of the story thing. There's their side, your side, and the truth. Well, before me and Coco even get started, I want to send out a uh, an invite to the people that have been giving her a hard time, the ones with the fake accounts, the ones that don't show their faces. I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to be on a top 1% podcast in the world, Okay. Uh, I don't want to just hear Coco's side of all this. I'm giving you guys the opportunity. So if you guys would like to be on the show, what I want you to do is I want you guys to message me on Instagram at jlterry87. Uh, and I want to I want to have your face on my show. I want to see what you guys got to say. I think I think that's fair, don't you, Coco? I think that's more than fair. Have them I, on. I want to. I want to because <laughs> if somebody's going to give you shit or anybody shit, because a lot of what we're going to talk about today. It's not just what's going on with you, but it's internet bully. It, it's yeah. it's people harassing. That's where my interest got in all of this. I like you as a person, but people being harassed on the internet the way you've been lately is what really got me engulfed in this. 
Um, yeah. so like I said, open invite, open in. I've never had, I've done this a couple times to where I have put out there to where the other person can tell their side of the story. And it's only happened one time, only one time. And it ended up being the people that came on the show that one time. There was a guy that used to be big on TikTok named A Hood. And I don't know if you remember him or not. He would always just go around. He was, it was fucking stupid. I shouldn't have had him on the show. Um, but his, uh, he ended up for domestic violence and people, these women had reached out to me beforehand and they were like, Hey, look, if you have him on your show, just know that he's full of shit. Well, I found out he was full of shit. What during our conversation, I uploaded the episode. You could, I just got a bad vibe with him and his accusers ended up reaching out to me and coming on the show. And it ended up, they were telling the truth. That's why all of his accounts got banned. He lost millions of followers, lost a lot of money, lost all the shit. Pretty sure he's sitting in a county jail somewhere right now. Uh, but, <laughs> but but because they were telling the truth, they came on the show, and I allowed them to. Mm -hmm. uh, with no followers, no nothing. They wasn't no big accounts or whatever, but they, they were telling the truth, so they wanted their truth out there. So same thing goes for you guys with Coco right here. Um, well, Coco, uh, I'll go ahead and be honest with you until mm -hmm. last week. I didn't know who the hell you were, uh, just because Ditto. <laughs> I, yeah, that's fine. I don't, Hey, look, it doesn't it's look nice like, our, <laughs> hey, it doesn't look like our worlds are, we live in the same, you know, genre of stuff, right? right? Uh, you're very, you're a very attractive woman. You're clean cut. It looks like you are just a sweetheart. Me piece of shit. Uh, country boy piece of shit. So, uh, I don't imagine our paths would have crossed too much. Uh, when you started telling me the other day about how you, I'll tell you what, how about you just tell everybody how you got started on social media and what blew your, your stuff up in the first place? So when I started going on TikTok, uh, I wasn't a big social media person. I mean, I had a Facebook like everyone else. I had an Instagram I'd never posted to. Um, some of my friends and some of my family were like, you're really funny when you talk about your dating life. Why don't you write a blog about your dating life? And I was like, hell no, I'm not going to go on some crappy date and then come home and write a whole blog about it. That's such a waste of time. But I was like, you know what? I'll do a TikTok. And then I kind of put it out there to my friends and family. I was like, if I do a TikTok about my dating life, will you watch it? And everyone was like, hell yes, we'll watch it. So I was like, cool. So I was dating at the time, looking for my life partner, looking for love. I was living in a new city in the DC area. I had moved from Los Angeles. And so I got on Bumble and Hinge and on the dating apps. And I would go on dates and talk about my dates. And my series was called Dating DC. Uh, so it was just me. I'd get dressed for the date and be like, this is the outfit that I'm wearing. And I'm going out with this guy and I'll update you later. And I'd go on the date and come on and talk about the date. To me, it wasn't even that interesting, but so many women were relating to my stories. I had such a niche following um, and I loved being on TikTok. I was like, this is so fun because even if the date was trash, even if the guy was a complete moron and a waste of my time, all the women would share their stories with me. And it became this like fun sort of like we can all relate to bad dating. It's well, happened to all of us. I deal with it every fucking day of my <laughs> life. Uh, being 34 and trying to date is hard. Uh let me ask you, what's your, what, what was your worst date? My worst date uh, was a guy who started crying on the date. He was crying on the date? Within the very first drink we had. So like within 15 minutes of the date, he started crying and yelling about how women are ruining dating and feminism has like destroyed men and his ex-girlfriend made more money than him. And it was like, the, it was, I, 
it was so weird and i felt really bad for the guy was honestly he, was he drunk or just a dumbass no i think he was just really emotional about dating i think this experience is emotional for people especially people who went through a bad breakup where they thought they found their life partner and that didn't work out, they tend to like have the transference thing and they bring it over to the new date and then they uh, trauma dump on you. And I think he surprised himself. Like, I don't think he expected that to happen. I certainly didn't. It was very weird. I ended the date. I gave the guy a hug. I was like, I'm really sorry. I don't think you're ready to date anybody. And then I came home. I was like, this guy just started crying on the date. Like, it was so weird. That sounds fucking horrible. Uh Yeah. No, I've been on some shitty dates, but that one right there. First off, if you're not ready to go out, don't go out. Um, I've used I agree. I've used Tinder, I've used Bumble and all that kind of stuff, but I just kind of laugh it off at this point. Like I'm that I'm that guy. Like every one of us has been through bad relationships. Everybody, how old are you if you don't mind me asking? Sure. I'm 40. You're 40? Yeah. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm Boy, 40. I, I'm aging like shit. <laughs> you look up, I I literally thought you were like 28. Woo, I'll take it. Holy shit. Either you do really good makeup or or something. God, look at those genetics go. Uh I'll tell you, there's one secret. Everyone asks, stay out of the sun and you always use sunscreen. That's my only solution uh, because uh, I don't have good habits. I don't eat healthy. I used to be a smoker. Sorry, kids, don't smoke. It's terrible for you. Um, I still drink alcohol, uh, so I'm not exactly the healthiest person. But yeah, stay out of the sun and use sunscreen. Oh my God! Congratulations! Thanks, <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. You're, you're it's like, not easy aging. <laughs> uh, trust me. me, I fucking know. I'm 34 and I look like I'm your dad. Uh, <laughs> no, you do not. Yes, I, well, I feel like it. Now you're that woman that you hear on the trend on TikTok is like, if she looks good in her 40s, she's gonna be fine the rest of her life. Congratulations. Um, I. Thank you. I'm a, I'm really scared. I'm gonna wake up one day and then I'm just gonna look old. Like it's just gonna happen overnight or something. But you're not. You're not a not. fucking witch. You'll be fine. Long, <laughs> I, th I think. Well, I th according to some people, I am a witch. <laughs> well, fuck those people. Uh, but uh, anyway, like I, I, this dating sucks in general, and I kind of like that you go after like that. That's how you got started. I'm just interested to know from a guy's point of view. Did you ever like? blast any of these men did you ever give them a hard time did you ever already if it was a like that shitty date right there did you what kind of information did you put out there about the individual or about the date so when i first started doing dating dc i would just give like a i'd be like i'm going out with john 39 so i'd say their first name and their age and then after maybe like three episodes of doing that i was like you know what i shouldn't do that just in case I have something bad to say. And then some woman is like, Oh, that's my ex-boyfriend. I was like, I'm not going to say their age. I'm not going to say their name. So after like three episodes and my first three episodes, I don't think anything bad, really bad happened. Um, oh, that's not true. A guy threw up in my apartment. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that one. That's a long story, but so I, I didn't say anything about them. I wouldn't say their name, their age, their occupation. I would give them a nickname. So I'd be like, I'm going out with this guy who loves used bookstores, a soccer guy, or I just give him some kind of nickname. And uh, there were no identifiers. Like I said, I didn't say their occupation, where they lived, nothing like that. Yeah. See, if you'd have blasted Josh 33 or Josh 34, whatever it would have been at the time, I'd have blasted right back. Uh, <laughs> I, 
<laughs> you got to tell me how the dude threw up in your apartment. Okay, so I went out with this guy, and he ended up. Uh, he didn't disclose this in his dating profile. He had three small children, okay. and I am unmarried. I have been uh, unmarried and childless by choice. That's just my choice, and I don't want to date someone with small children. Um, so when we went out on the date, he disclosed it to me, and I was like, "I'm sorry, that just doesn't fit in my lifestyle. You seem super nice." Um, and he was like, okay, I get it. He's like, I actually wouldn't even want to date somebody with kids either if I didn't have kids. And I was like, no offense at all. Like, I really hope you find what you're looking for. We ended up hanging out and he was a really cool guy. Um, he was like, I'll stay friends with you. And I was like, cool, let's stay friends. We ended up, we went to a casino. We went gambling. We went to this like dueling piano bar. We were taking shots. We were having fun. Um, and I didn't want him to drive home drunk. I was like, I think you've been drinking too much. You're welcome to stay at my place. And at this point I'd spent the whole, you know, afternoon and evening with the guy. I was like, I trust him. He's fine. And he was, he was a gentleman. And I allowed this guy in my apartment. He woke up in the middle of the night and just started projectile vomiting all over my floor, all over my kitchen walls, all over my kitchen sink. Then he ended up in the bathroom vomiting all over the place. He, because the vomit was so projectile like across the room, it was all over my bed. So I did an episode of Dating DC where I'm in my laundry room. I'm like, it's 1.30 in the morning. I'm in my laundry room because this guy puked all over my apartment. We never spoke again. Obviously, yeah. we did not say that. That's what, that's what he gets for saying he wouldn't date anybody with children while he has children. If I, like, I've got, I've got a daughter. And it would be where if somebody said that shit to me, I get why the opposite side is of it. But if you have a child and you say that shit, fuck you. I'm glad he threw up. I hate he threw up in your apartment. I really, I really <laughs> hate that you had to deal with that. But that guy should fuck him. That, yeah, I hate people. And I hope that you're not offended by that. I love children. I have a lot oh, of little no. cousins. I have friends no. with kids. But like, because I chose to be child free, like inviting someone into my life who has a child when I chose not to have that for myself, it's just not what I want. And it's no offense. And I'm not saying that I would never, I have said yeah. on my, on my TikTok that I didn't want to date anyone with children, but if I met like the perfect guy yeah. and we were, we fell in love, I wouldn't be like, Oh, you have a kid. That's totally a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker on a dating app. It's mm -hmm. like, I already know this going into it. I'm not going to just do it anyway knowing that's not what i want but if i like if i met someone organically or something i love is love like you yeah. can say oh i wouldn't date this kind of person and then you end up dating that kind of person so yeah as long as you don't have children i'm fine with you saying that it was the fact that this person had children yeah. and they said it that that's where like there's so many things that once i had my daughter that completely changed my life and i don't see how some people have children and it just doesn't like completely change who they are and yeah. uh, for somebody to say that, it just makes me glad he threw up all over the fucking place. <laughs> I feel like well, you. I'm I feel like you get what you did. Well, I hate he did it. Your but house. For me. <laughs> yeah, I hate it for you, but yeah, yeah. It's still uh, an orange stain on my mattress. I mean, I have disinfected it. It's clean, but there's still like a slight orange spot on my mattress. No, no, no. I've dealt with some. I've dealt with some. Uh, some shit before. I didn't want to deal with. But if you left a throw up stain on my mattress, oh, you're buying me a new fucking mattress. You know, everybody was saying that they were like, send him a Venmo request for a cleaning fee. And you know what? Absolutely. He was very, he was so polite about it. He was so embarrassed. And I was like, I just, I don't know. Maybe I should have sent him a Venmo request. I, I think sometimes I'm too nice to these guys. And that's probably why I'm so single. <laughs> hey, no shit. 
One. I mean, I read men love bitches and it just didn't, uh, it didn't click for me. Well, no, no, no. Men don't like bitches. Men like women who have an attitude that'll stand up for themselves. I have to say this shit all the time to people. I don't want a, a doormat for an old lady. I don't. Because you know what's wrong with men is if you give me a fucking inch, I'm going to take a mile. I want the person that I'm with to kind of scare me a little bit because I need help acting right. Uh, <laughs> I, I do. And, and if I all men need help acting right. Yeah. I, that's I, hey, look, I know what the fuck I am. I am 34 years old. I've never been married. I ate the prize pig at the county fair, but I ain't an ugly son of a bitch either. And like, I, I got a good personality, so and I'm kind of funny. I need a woman that's literally going to keep me in line. Otherwise, I'm going to fuck up. And I, you would have had to, I would have sent him a Venmo request. I would have made him, God, shit, I wouldn't have cleaned up a damn thing. He'd have cleaned my whole damn apartment before he left. Oh, I know. I regret, I think I, was, I didn't know what to do. And I was like shocked. And I just wanted to like mm. get it cleaned up. And I did it. Absolutely so, not. Anyway. I'll, I'll tell you a little secret, too, to dating. You said being nice to these people. I had a girl recently, and uh, I, I don't really know what you would call what we were. We weren't sleeping together or anything. But uh, we'd had some fun and stuff together, like hanging out, going to get drinks and going to bars and shit, dancing and all this kind of stuff. And uh, she told me at one point in time, because we knew that we wasn't going to date each other. We were just homies. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you got to quit being so nice to these women. And I am extremely nice. Like, I am a gentleman and all this shit. But I get took advantage of as far as my niceness goes. And yeah. that's something that I'm having to learn is, you, especially, I don't like younger women. Like, if you're, I'm one of the few guys in this world that I do not like younger. But every once in a while, because the ones that are around here and around my age are batshit crazy. <laughs> one, of, one of these girls off of TikTok that don't look half bad or something or somebody off social media will hit me up and I'll go out on a date with them and they're good looking, but 30 minutes into, and I'm wishing I would just punch myself in the balls instead of hanging out oh, with them no. because they're just, they're, they're not horrible human beings, but I can't talk to them. Like with what I do for a living and all the stuff I'm passionate about and the stuff that I believe in as far as relationships go and why I've never been married. Yeah, absolutely not. Like I can't be around these, this younger generation. They suck. Like if you're listening to this and you're younger, Stop sucking. I, you know what? I have to disagree with you. I will say this. It is hard dating younger people because I ha I once changed my dating range to younger. Like I, my range was like 40 to 50 when I started. And then I changed it to like 30 to 50. And even that 10 year age difference, like the 30 year old men, like were just really hard to relate to for the yeah. most part. Not all of them. But I, I like the, I like the Gen Zers. I actually think that they're making some progress and I like them, but to date, no, no, right. not to date. Uh, yeah. the, the perfect dating range for me is 30 to 40. Like, I don't, yeah. I, like you got to be in that range for me because it just seems like when you hit that 30 mark, you mature, you get like better at life. I already believe like in the rule of 30 and 40. In the in your twenties, you make every mistake. The good this is for people who are smart and not dumbasses. In the twenties, you make every mistake you're supposed to make. In the thirties, you correct all those mistakes and become the person that you want to be. And in your forties, 
if you did step one, step two, then you're successful Mm -hmm. and you have money the rest of your life in the forties. That's why you don't Mm -hmm. see a lot of people getting successful in life until they hit their late thirties, early forties. And it's like, you got to learn, you got to figure out. I didn't know that I wanted to work in country radio or be anything I wanted to be till I was 27. And like for the past eight years now, this has been my life. This is all I do uh, from working in country radio to this. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know who the fuck I was. So how do you identify with somebody that's younger than you that don't know who they are yet or what they want out of life when you're already kind of seeming it in your groove? Like, it don't make sense. I wouldn't date 25-year-old me. I mean, I really would. I love myself so much more at 40 than I did at 25. Now, I had better skin. I was cuter. I was funner. I was party girl central. Uh, but I don't know. I like aging. It's weird. It's hard aging, but I like who I am. I like who I spend my time with. Like my friends are just such better people because I've gotten good at choosing and selecting the, you know, the right kind of people to be around. So aging is not bad for your young listeners. Like everyone thinks that, Oh my God, I'll be dead when I'm 40 or my life will be over and it'll suck. Like to me, I'm having more fun now. Just different kinds of fun is all. I 100% agree with you. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not only a better person, but I'm happier. Uh, 25-year-old me probably sucked. Uh, 35-year-old me is fucking awesome or fixing to be awesome. I'll be 35 <laughs> in September. But, like, yeah, I would much rather be me now. I just wish my body didn't hurt the way that it did. Oh. And, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Like, everything hurts. But <laughs> besides that, yeah, yeah. Like, I, my shoulders, my knees, my ankles. I mean, everything everything um yeah so like i kind of i kind (laughs) of dig to roll back to it that the fact that you kind of that's how you got started there's a lot of people that's been on the show that when i asked them why they got started on social media it would be because they just went along with the trend and Mm -hmm. i like people that start their own thing i like people that are original um so that's cool i i kind of like i wouldn't have figured you know i would have thought that you are not just you let me say this right I would have thought that any woman that did the dating thing and put their stuff out mm-hmm. there would literally be somebody that were dogging men. It doesn't sound like you were dogging them. It sounds mm-hmm. like you were just dogging, the, not even dogging. You were just talking about the whole experience in general. I couldn't do that yeah. as a man, because if I did that as a man, then every fucking feminist in the world would come after me. Um, if I literally and talked about, every bad date that I've been on and why it was a bad day, all of a sudden I'm a piece of shit, but now, I'm, al- I'm already a piece of shit though. So there's really nothing they can do besides kiss my big fat ass. <laughs> now you say that men did come after me a lot of them. And they were saying, like, oh, she's I would imagine using these men. She's yeah. so selfish. She's a user because I would talk about how the men did pay for the dates. I mean, men in the DC area are successful. They're successful. They're educated. Um, and most of them are gentlemen. That's, I always offer my card. I always do because I've, I've chosen to go on the date. If they expect me to pay, I will pay my half. I drank the drink, the drink, the drink, I drank the drink. I had the food. So whatever, I'll pay my way. But most men don't make you pay. Yeah. Yeah. If they're a grown ass man, they shouldn't. Like that that drives, that drives me nuts that I wasn't raised that way. Even if it's a shit date, I'm paying for it. Yeah, and I and most men did, but that was that that was the backlash that I got. Like she's just going on these dates, she's dating for content, she's doing it for an audience. And and truly I wasn't. I was do I was like, I'm ready for a relationship. I was 39, I think, when I yeah, because I started a year ago. I was 39 when I started. 
And I was out, I was outward with that. I was like, I'm 39 years old. I'm single. I live in a new city. I'm looking for my life partner. And so I was really dating for that. And I also, I felt like I was a nice person to date. Most of the men that I dated during dating DC watched the show like afterwards. I was like, you're welcome to watch. I was honest. I wasn't there just being like, he was ugly and stupid. I didn't do that. I was like, this is what happened. And so most of the guys watched it. Um, A lot of them thought it was funny. Most of them still watch me on TikTok and they still communicate with me. They're like, you were really nice. I liked you. We just didn't have enough in common. They write me and tell me when they found love, which that's my favorite thing. They'll write me and be like, Coco, I stayed on Bumble. Uh, I finally found someone. We're moving in together or whatever. They tell me all the time. And I think it's so cool because I'm not a rotten person. I'm not like, oh, you're disposable. We went on a date. I never want to talk to you again. So like, some of them are even friends of mine. There's one person in particular. We're really close friends. We hang out all the time. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah, I, it's cool. Yeah, I would imagine men came after you. But it's usually those insecure guys that have never been on a fucking date or can't get the person they want to pay them attention. Like it's, I don't deal with insecure people, whether it's men or women. And I can mm-hmm. see why men would come after you. Yeah, a lot of them did. And it was just like, you know what? say what you want you're wrong uh but it didn't really affect my dating life getting criticized you see a man couldn't do that regardless like you would get banned deleted blocked or whatever because this would be the this would be the one statement that every woman would make they would be like well if you got laid you wouldn't be saying none of this that's it i'm telling you like that that's where all like most people want to narrow it down to when a man talks about his dating life is yeah it's like if you'd have just got some, you wouldn't be bitching about it. Like, and that's not the case with grown ass men. Grown ass men aren't like. Don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a plus, but it's not what when you get to like with me. I used mm-hmm. to date for probably the wrong reasons, you know. Like I used to just have fun, uh, but now like I'm at the point in my life, I don't want lust. I want passion. Like there's a right. huge, yeah, like I want somebody that is into the same music as me music's my love language it's like all i do and like that's what more i'm looking for now do you if you look hot as hell in a dress am i going to pay you attention yes or an outfit or Mm -hmm. whatever absolutely but the second that there's not a connection there there's not passion there's not chemistry or whatever i'm out like i I, i'm out everybody wants to give Mm -hmm. me shit i don't i would never post dates i would never ever do it but right everybody knows that i'm single and whether it's in Nashville or in Georgia, you have these women all the time on on whatever I post are like, well, you wouldn't still be bitching about single if you wasn't, you know, just chasing one thing. And it's just like, I want to take a fucking frying pan. <laughs> and, and like, just, I don't understand how people are. I feel like the people that say that kind of stuff are the ones that's been hurt so bad that they just mm-hmm. cannot see anything besides like that tunnel vision. But you also know when you're putting yourself out there and and in any capacity, people are going to criticize you and they're going to come after you and they're going to try to make sure that like they are heard because they don't like, I don't think anybody likes for people to have a voice. I I feel like more so women, they really hate when women have a voice, but they don't really like when anyone has a voice or influence. They immediately want to tear you down. They immediately want to take it from you. Yeah. uh, You know what I say to them? They can kiss my big fat ass. Uh, <laughs> we have a lot of social media personalities on here. I hate the word influencer. I hate the fucking. Word I don't influencer. like it either. I hate everything about it. 
But mm-hmm. so I, I say personalities. We've had some of the biggest ones on TikTok uh, mm-hmm. on here. And I'll tell you, like you, you hear every single one of them talking about these people that just come after them for no reason, for mm-hmm. no reason at all. And it's just because they're fucking miserable. They, they yeah. have a shitty life. And I wish they didn't. I wish everyone was happy. I would, but Me too. but they're just they want to they want to bring people down because they can't rise up. They want to knock mm-hmm. me and you and other folks down to their level because they can't ever get to our level. And I just ain't got no respect for that. I can be nice and kind to them. Like I usually don't comment back on anything negative on social media because it's like I don't know what that person's going through this day. I don't know if something that I said triggered them. As long as you mm-hmm. don't attack certain things in my life, oh, you ain't gonna mm-hmm. get a peep out of me. I'm gonna let you fucking sit there and be miserable. You're gonna watch me fucking yeah. eat. Like you, I, I don't care. Um, but that's perfect to roll into why me and you got in touch with each other in the first place. So. Mm-hmm. Kind of tell folks from the beginning of all the <laughs> bullshit that's been going on with you. Woo! Like, yeah, let's let, let's dive on into this shit. It is so much. I'm gonna so I'm gonna give you the Cliff's Notes version. Okay. I was doing dating DC, going on all these dates. My my goal for dating DC was to explore Washington DC, right? And like talk about bars and restaurants because I hate the word foodie too. Influencer and foodie, these things bother me. But I love like going out. I've been in the restaurant industry on and off for like 20 something years. Um, so like my, my hobby, what I like to spend my money on is like going out and having a good meal and having a great cocktail. So originally dating DC was going to be like, I get to promote these bars and restaurants also talk about my dates. It was like a whole thing. So it was getting expensive. Okay. Now I said that the guys usually pay for the dates, but now I'm taking Ubers because I'm not going to be like drinking and driving all over DC. Like that's crazy, right? Like we got to be safe. So I'm, I'm taking Ubers and Lyfts. Um, you know, in and out of the city. So I live in Ar- the Arlington area, which is just right outside of DC. It's a, you know, $12 Uber ride sometimes, but sometimes when you're there later, it can cost $35 to get back or something. So, you know, you're going on several dates a week. It's getting expensive. So I started going to local places that were walking distance from my house. This is Columbia Pike. That's where the term Columbia Pike stalkers comes from, which we'll get to <laughs> later. So I started going to these local places, um, which I had been going uh, to through the pandemic. So when I first got to Arlington, the pandemic was still pretty bad. I didn't go out much. But when I did, I would you couldn't sit at a bar at the time. And I didn't know anyone in the area. So I would sit at like a table by myself, have dinner, have a martini or a glass of wine and go home. Nobody talked to me. I didn't talk to anyone else. So I started going on the dates. Um, I kind of started noticing people like the same people showing up up where I was at every time, the same group of people. Now in this group of people, there appeared to be 10 or so of them interchangeably that I kept seeing in a group. And I'm like, these people are weird. They would always stare at me and whatever. Um, I ended up, so I had met a couple of these people. Like, so I recognized them, but I didn't know them personally because I had gone on a date with one of their friends. Now, this guy was super nice guy, and he introduced me to these people um, originally. And I was like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. One of the women in the group used to date him. So the bad vibes that I was getting from this group of people was like, oh, I went on a date with the one guy that you used to date, whatever. It, so I was just like, oh, there's nothing serious going on here. These people are just like bad vibes, and kind of weird. Well, as they started following me around, it started getting like weirder and weirder. Um, and then what? when you... Every- 
I don't mean to cut you off, but when you say following you around, like how many bars are in this area? And are you going there's to the four. most? Okay. But are you going to the, the popular bars in like, if there's only four, so I'm guessing four could probably all pop in or popular. You don't think that's just coincidence that, that, that they could have been. The same that's bar? what I thought at first. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought at first. So I'd gone out with this guy, whatever he and I kind of stayed friends. We don't have any bad beef or anything. Then I went out with another one of their friends. And, uh, while we were on this date together, um, some guy came in that I knew we were, it was an acquaintance of both of ours. And he kind of came in and he was like, Oh, Hey, soccer guy. And I had made a TikTok being like, I'm going to go out with this soccer guy. And I was like, how did you know that we were out together? This guy tells me that there's a group chat going on. So this group chat, as it turns out, was this group chat amongst these group of people, group of people that I kept seeing everywhere. And some of them were like two of the bartenders. One of the bartenders is a guy that I went on a date with. The other one is some girl bartender I never met before um, at this point. And so they'd had this group chat going, which was just to make fun of me or so I thought, right? So they were just like, oh, there's a stupid dating DC TikToker. What a loser. She goes on all these dates. What a whore. They talk about my body. They're like, oh, you can always see her tits and she doesn't even wear bras. And like, uh, they were taking videos and photographs of me without my permission. And it was all to just like trash me. But what was scary to me is that when this guy showed me this whole entire group chat, this had been going on for months. Like they had been taking these videos and talking about me and doing all this weird, creepy stuff for months. And the guy that asked me out on a date, it was a setup to vanquish me from the area or so they were saying they were like have sex with their vanquisher from the like I guess they were trying to set me up so he would like humiliate me so that I would move out of their city because they don't like influencers or whatever and I was like what the actual heck so I started talking about this on my TikTok I didn't say the name of the bars I yeah, didn't don't say. don't say the name of the bar or the people <laughs> what, on here yeah don't say the name of the bar or the people on here I'm not getting sued Okay. <laughs> uh, they're not going to sue me because I'm telling the truth. <laughs> I know, but I don't want to hear no shit from <laughs> I get it. I get Oh, trust me. These people are like freaking bananas. So I just started telling the story and people were like, oh my God, this is so creepy that they've been doing this to you for so long. What was scary to me is that the one bartender, um, she took a video of me leaving at night on my bicycle and sent it to this group chat. Now it turns out there were like about 50 people in this group chat. It was like a community group chat. So I'm like, this bartender who was serving drinks to women is now telling a group of men when the woman is on her way home, on her bicycle. Like, it's you, creepy to me. Do you think that's the intent or is just the fact that, because I'm sitting here laughing at the fact that you getting on a bicycle. Do you think it was the <laughs> intent of her to let people know that you were leaving at the time? Or you think it was just, this bitch is getting on a bicycle leaving? I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know, but it creeps me out. And what creeps me out is that people that I don't know are taking videos of me and all this weird stuff. I didn't like it. Well, I, I would agree with a lot of that. You you shouldn't like the majority of it for for like safety reasons or whatever. But I'm yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say this to you like I say it to everybody else because I feel like mm -hmm. a grandpa because I I got seven years in this lifestyle compared to a lot of people. When you make yourself a public, and I hate the word public figure, but when you start putting your stuff out there for the world to see, it's almost mm -hmm. okay for the world to start like 
acknowledging you and you kind of put yourself in those shoes. Now they're making fun of you, that online bullying shit. I don't give a fuck, fuck about that. Fuck that I shit. don't care about any of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah that I, doesn't yeah, bother me. Yeah. Fuck that. But like for safety reasons, they shouldn't do it. But at the same time, you got to know that if this is the world you want to live in, like mm -hmm. if this is what you want to do, you want to be a creator or whatever you're going to do. People are going to do that. Like that's that. I mean, they're going to do it, but you should do it in a fun way you should do it to where like even you knew about it to where you can make a joke out of getting on your bicycle riding off or whatever like you should mm -hmm. be i always tell people this you either are on the inside of the joke and that's mm -hmm. where you can play around and you can have fun and nobody gets their feelings hurt nobody feels like they're being attacked or you're on the outside of the joke and you got a whole group that's sitting there and it doesn't look like they're making they're laughing with you they're laughing at you yeah. so so like that's what it sounds like to me and I, I don't know these people's intent. Mm -hmm. It sounds like they were trying to make an yeah, ass out of you. It sounds like they were trying yeah, to make an ass out of you. But that might not be it. They might have just saw a person who had became a, a figure in their area, and they was fucking with them. Which, you know, the making fun of me and laughing with her group of friends, I give no craps. I've been on the internet now long enough that I have had every insult hurled at me yeah. to hurl at somebody Oh, I'm ugly. I'm fat. I'm stupid. My voice is annoying. Uh, like every blemish on my face has been critiqued. My hair, my boobs, my everything. I don't give a crap. Like yeah, I, 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 I'm desensitized. Yeah. But this woman was working. She was working. If I yeah. and I, I was a bartender. If I had taken a video of a patron leaving at night on her bike, like oh she just left. This is where she's at right now, and send it to a bunch of men. I would fully expect to be fired. And if that made that woman feel unsafe, I would apologize. Okay. Uh, yeah. So now, I do agree woman, with you on that. Yeah. So now this woman, come to find out, is a Arlington County police officer's girlfriend. Oh, Her boyfriend's okay. a cop. So I'm out with my girlfriends in Georgetown one day, and I see a woman taking photos and videos of me on her phone. And I'm like, who is that? And I was like, oh my gosh, that's that bartender from that bar that took that other video of me. Like, is she following me here? This is so creepy. So I approached her and I was like, hey, I know what you've been doing and all your creepy little friends. Do not tell them where I am at right now. I am out with my friends having a good day. I don't need your creepy friends knowing where I'm at or what I'm doing. If you have videos or photos of me, delete them, please. I was pissed. Now, I didn't threaten this woman or anything, but I was like, if you do not stop, I'm going to go to your boss. And I'm going to tell him because I'm like, I'm a patron there. I spend my money there. I bring dates there. I bring my friends. Like I was so angry. And she looked me dead in the eyes and said, I have no idea what you're talking about. You probably just made that all up for attention on TikTok. And I said, okay, we'll see about that. I had evidence of the video that she had taken and everything. So I went to her boss that night and I was like, and I'd been there multiple times, always had a good uh, rapport with this guy. I was like, oh, he's going to be so mad that his bartender did this. He did not give a crap at all about it. In fact, he was like, well, if you don't feel safe in my bar, don't ever come back. And I was like, wow, okay, I won't. I will never come back. And I've never been back to that place again. So I went on TikTok and I was like, this is what happened. Okay, now at this time, I still hadn't said the name of the bar. I just said this woman. And I said her first name. I didn't say where she worked. I, I don't know anything. I didn't know her last name, first of all. I did a video and then four police come. Oh, let me let me rewind this for a second. Um, oh, what's happening? So sorry, somebody was calling me. Did oh, we you're lose fine. video? Okay, no, you're good. You're good. Um, this is like the not 
I should have done this on my cell phone. But anyway, uh, <laughs> let me rewind. I did file a police report. So I was the first person to file a police report. Now, did the police care? No. Why would the police care? Oh, there's a group of people taking videos of you. You're a TikTok influencer or creator or whatever. We do not care. But I filed the police report. I said, hey, I just want this on file in case these people do have an intention of hurting me. Because they were saying stuff like, you know, we're going to get her. We're going to vanquish her vanquish her from the city we choose violence da 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 whatever it seems scary to me and they're calling me a whore and all kinds of other stuff i'm like in case anybody is unhinged in this group and decides that they're going to come after me i'd like the police to know exactly who these people are now i don't even know exactly who these people are so when i filed the police report i'm just saying the, a couple of first names that i know and the two bars associated with it now the police never returned my calls they never had any interest in it whatsoever which i expected i was like who get, gives a crap but at least they know now, after I made the video telling what happened and saying I made a police report about it, and I was like, I didn't even know the woman's last name, four cops come to my house at four o'clock in the morning with a freaking restraining order saying I can't make TikToks about this woman. And I'm like, I don't even know her name. I didn't even say the name of the bar. This is illegal. This is against my First Amendment rights. Like, you guys can go to hell. Um, now, I obeyed the order because I was like, really, am I going to go to jail for viol for making a TikTok? Like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So as soon as the restraining order was up, it was a 72-hour emergency protective order, which are intended for people whose lives are in danger. Okay? <laughs> Women who get the crap beaten out of them can't even get an EPO filed against their abuser. So this, I'm like, what is the ACP doing? Have they lost their minds? Actually, sorry, that was the Fairfax County Police. That was the county I guess she lived in. I was in uh, Arlington County. So whatever. I thought this was a whole joke. I was like, this is bullshit. I went on TikTok. I was like, I got a restraining order for making a TikTok about a woman whose name I didn't know. Now I know her full name. Uh, so then I said the name of the bar. I was like, this woman in this bar, I didn't say her last name. Uh, I was like, this bar is dangerous for women. If the owner doesn't care that the bartender is taking videos of a woman, uh, for women in my opinion that's my verbal yelp review well well that and i i could see why a owner would want that video took down or you not to say anything else like that but i mm -hmm. don't see how you get a restraining order a cease and desist would probably be more of what i think you would get mm -hmm. and slander charges from the yeah. bar from the bar owner because i mean that's all i mean that that could ruin a business but at the yeah. same time, like, I don't get the restraining order. That's, that's a little much. That's a lot of much. But, but don't you understand? This is literally getting a restraining order for writing a bad Yelp review for a business. Yeah. Like, I that, can go on Yelp and go, the bartender Steve was a complete asshole. And I hated the food. It was an awful place. Don't go here. You can't file a restraining order. But because it's a video on TikTok. So I get a second restraining order for saying the name of the bar. I'm like, this bar is not safe for women, in my opinion. I won't go back. I don't think we should go there. Second restraining order. Now, two police come knocking on my door. I think it's like five in the morning this time. I don't know the exact time. At this point, I'm not sleeping well. These people are like harassing and trolling me around the clock. I am up drinking wine. I am pissed. When these cops come to my house, I was like, you're going to have to arrest me. Because you cannot keep coming to my house telling me I can't make TikToks. You guys are crazy when you won't do anything about this bartender who has been following me around and sharing my location and like talking like crazy stuff with their friends. I'm like, nope, go ahead and arrest me. And they did. And I went to jail for making a TikTok.
right. Well, let, let me ask you a okay, co- couple things, though. You you do yeah. realize that there's a difference in having a group chat and making something public, right? Like that's I, that's probably why the police couldn't do shit in the first place. I, if as long as they wasn't making it public, it's still creepy as fuck. Don't get me wrong. It, it's, yeah. it's creepy as fuck. And then you getting arrested. We're okay. So he's up drinking wine some of the nights or whatever on this particular mm-hmm. evening. Were you aggressive or anything towards the police officers? Were you, <laughs> no, were you like belligerent? Were you like belligerent drunk or anything? On video, the whole thing. Uh, no, I wasn't belligerent. I have been drinking wine, but I wasn't belligerent. And I was just like, yeah, I'm like, I, then I started making TikToks. I was like, am I going to get arrested for making TikToks? Like, this is hilarious. And when they came to my house, I was on TikTok live and got arrested on TikTok live. And Whoa. I was like, oh my God. I was like, what is going to happen with this? And of course, as soon as I get out of jail, which is like five or six hours later, uh, the Washington Post calls me. Now the Washington Post acts like they're totally on my side. Like, and I'm like, oh, thank God. Because ARL Now had already written articles about it that were not on my side. Complete lies, by the way. Yeah. I contacted ARL Now and I was like, hey, I will do an interview with you. They had asked me to do an interview. I declined. So then they demolished me in their articles. I wrote them back. I said, I will do an interview with you if you retract the things from your articles that are, are not true. They said I had no evidence of the group chat. Um, I On and on and on. They just make me look like a monster. Um, and they declined. So they wouldn't take the things out of their article that were unfactual to do an interview with me. And they wrote, I think, a total of four articles that mentioned me and my arrest. And it, they said I had a spat with a bar. Never had a spat with a bar. Never had any bad blood with any of these bars. Now the bars went public and re- released press releases calling me a liar, saying their bartenders were not involved. Then they went public saying that I'm a violent alcoholic and I was banned from their bar. Never happened. Complete lies. So if anybody has a case for slander, it's me. But I had a good rapport with these people. And one of the bars, I'd never even been drunk there. I used to go there. I'd eat some of their chicken. I like their chicken fingers. So that's what I would eat. And I had never like gone there to like party or anything. Um, so yeah, they were just, I was like, how is this happening? Like, how is my whole reputation being ruined? Because some creepy bartender chick took a video of me and trolls me online. Like, this is insane. Okay. So. I think, yeah. I think that I think I always try to like see both sides, right? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Have you yeah. ever took a guy home that maybe that bartender liked or have you any, like got any feelings that some of this is coming from a place of like jealousy? And I'm not saying it is because I obviously don't know their fucking side of the story, but there's got mm-hmm. to be something else to it. They're, like it, there's got to be, if they're going to attack you that hard, it just seems like there's something that's missing from this puzzle. And, and like, I, yeah. I, I just don't see it just you being somebody sharing your dating experiences. Yeah. Well, I told you I dated two friends in their friend group. But, but, so, did, but do you think yeah. that like these two guys that you dated in their friend group were like maybe a man or men that these bartenders or some of these people associated wanted? And that they yeah, could sure. or whatever. And then that's why all this shit came out of it. It just seems like I don't see where the animosity from these people are coming from. It's so easy. One, yeah. It's easier to see like, and I'm not, don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying this is what happened. It's very easy. I would think for some people to sit here and say, 
she had to be a belligerent. Like she had to be belligerent at these bars because it doesn't make sense. There's like a puzzle piece miss, missing. But I almost think that the puzzle piece that's missing is jealousy. I, and mm-hmm. I, that's what I would think it would, would be to where they wanted to go above and beyond to make it up. But uh, yeah, I did. I don't know. There's just something missing to me. I'm not. I'm not getting that piece. Yeah, there's a woman in the group of these people who the the first guy that I dated from their friend group. He had told me, yeah, I used to date her. She wanted a relationship. I didn't want a relationship with her. She she was like somebody that always gave me the stank eye when I would see her. So I just feel like this is a long shot to go for one of your friends who liked the guy. That's what's so weird to me. But here's uh, the thing. I. I think it just escalated step by step, right? First, they're just making fun of me because I'm on TikTok and I'm getting attention and they think that's weird, right? And then it's, yeah, there's the element of the girl, the woman liked uh, one of the guys I dated. But then when I started talking about it, I think that's what really made them angry. How dare she tell the public what we're doing and that we're creepy. So if we're creepy, we're going to make her look creepy. And, but I'll tell you this, the woman who filed these protective orders against me, who I don't know, and I had never ever spoken to, except for that one instance in Georgetown, when I was in court with this woman, she was so unhinged that I was like, oh, like she's legitimately something's wrong. Like something's, something is very wrong. Like this isn't just, I'm going to sit here and lie and try to get this girl in trouble to protect myself. She was unhinged. Like she just sat there and told, like perjured herself in a court of law like elaborate lies and they were funny like I was literally laughing and my lawyer reached over and like grabbed my arm and was like like stop laughing I wasn't trying to be an asshole I wasn't there like ah, this is so funny I love going to jail I was like what the hell is going on this woman who I do not know at all have no relationship with she's saying that I attacked her in the gym I don't even have a gym membership that's easy to debunk I don't yeah. even know where she lives. I don't know what gym she goes to. This is the greater DC area. It could be one of thousands and thousands of gyms. But yeah, she says that I came up in the gy- to her in the gym and I was screaming in her face. I'm like, I don't go to a gym, obviously. Like, all I do is run my mouth. That's the only running I do. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, she said I was having sex outside of her bar. They were like, when's the first time you met Coco Briscoe? She was like, she was having sex outside of my bar with a man. <laughs> like, it sounds like a good time to meet you. Sounds like a good time to meet you to me. I mean, and it was just story after story after story. And I am looking at my lawyer like, am I going to go to prison? Because this woman is making me out to be a monster. And I'm so upset that he tells me, he's like, you don't even have to testify. It's like, plead the fifth. It's We're fine. We've already, like, we've already won. The judge was furious with her. The judge kept telling her to be quiet. He was like, stop talking. Stop talking. He was like, these protective orders, the judge said exactly this. These are completely invalid and have no basis. How on earth? The judge was just flabbergasted. He's like, you're sitting here in a courtroom trying to get a permanent restraining order against this woman who's never done anything to you. That's worthy of a restraining order. Now, even if all these elaborate stories were true, even if I came up to her in a gym and screamed in her face and uh, came into her bar and screamed at or whatever she was saying, I, it was so many things I can't even keep up with. Even if all that was true, it, it still didn't warrant a restraining order. The woman is telling the court that she is terrified of me, that her hair is falling out. She's had to flee from her home and hide her child and all this stuff. And then my lawyer questions her and he's like, did Coco Briscoe ever threaten you? She's like, uh, no. 
did any of her followers ever threaten you? Well, no. And then my lawyer's like, well, then why is your hair falling out? Why are you fleeing from your home so scared when no one's ever done anything to you? She's just mad because I told the public, hey, don't go to this creepy bar because I don't like what they're doing. And now she is throwing a freaking temper tantrum. Now we won. Obviously the judge was like, these are invalid. This is, there's no case here. I, di- I didn't get prosecuted for violating restraining order, which of course none of the newspapers reported on. None of the fucking newspapers were like, Coco Briscoe's innocent. No, they love the story of the TikToker got a restraining order. Like fuck the press for sensationalizing this and not helping restore my reputation. I am livid. Yeah, they're never going to. When you make a mistake, no, like, when you make a mistake like, and you jump the gun, uh, they're they're never going to. No, I knew I knew when my show got into the top one hundred in the world for the first time last year mm-hmm. that I knew the best thing to do was to literally mm-hmm. put out every piece of dirty laundry in an episode, everything that I had ever done. I've been to jail when I was like 18 and 21, I had stole some scrap metal. I've got to fail. I like all this stuff when I was young, I, I, I had to, because they will attack every mm-hmm. little thing. And the thing is, is if somebody ever comes to me, you can't fuck with me for one. I own my own studio on the rights to all my stuff. You can't cancel me. So I can say whatever the fuck I want to, when I want to. And two, yeah. I've already put all the bad shit in the world out there about myself. Like mm-hmm. y- you can't. And when the press makes a mistake, when they post something, they're not supposed to, I've seen it happen to like two or three girls on this show already. Mm-hmm. They never say, sorry. No. They never say, sorry. They're, they hate you for a reason that you probably don't even realize they're begging for people to pay them attention and read their articles and the stuff that they put all this time and effort and everything into. And they are a bunch of them are very, very professional. I'm sure they're amazing writers and I'm sure they are marvelous at what they do. But when you can post a video and you can get 1 million views on that video and it's just you being you and you're not really doing anything more than just having diarrhea of the mouth. And I'm, (laughs) I'm including myself in that. I'm including myself. Yeah, Yeah. We come up with something fucking stupid to say. And next thing you know, You've got all these people that are paying it attention. It's jealousy. That's why they won't go back and retract shit. They don't want to admit and give you more ammo in your arsenal. They won't ever fucking say sorry. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't. And so this is my reputation, right? So you Google Coco Briscoe and it's like, she got arrested for having spats with restaurants. Spats that never happened. There was no spat. Like, I never misbehaved. All I did is file a police report to try to protect myself. And then go on TikTok and say, I don't like this business. I don't think you should support them. And, you know, could I have not violated the order by making a TikTok? Was that the smartest thing for me to do is make a TikTok? Probably not. But I was pissed. I was like, no, you're going to arrest me. And you're going to let the world see how crooked these cops are, how I knew those protective orders were invalid. I was like, I have done nothing to warrant this. I was fed up. I was pissed off. I've gotten a ton of criticism for it. People are like, Oh, who does she think she is laughing at the cops and getting herself arrested? I don't give a shit. Go ahead. Make fun of uh, me. I don't well, care. I make fun of myself before it. Like, well, I, whatever. well, we've had a lot of police on the show. I love law enforcement. Like I'm sure you mm-hmm. do. But I had a police officer tell me not long ago, no police officer, no good cop. hate. No, nobody hates bad cops worse than good cops. And when mm-hmm. people abuse their power and people go to that extra step, like there should 
somebody had to know somebody to get a restraining order in the first place. There was either yeah. a favor owed or they were homies or something like that. Something had to mm-hmm. fucking happen in order for you to get that. Uh, yeah, it was made by a late night magistrate. Some yeah, yeah, late night yeah. magistrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I could see where that could throw folks off and make them not like you or whatever. Because like that's even whenever people started tagging me in your last post, and we'll get to the people releasing your information in just a minute. Like that's when people started tagging me. I had to go back and look, and people started messaging me and sending me stuff or whatever, and they were like, "She's a racist. She's she doesn't like police officers and all this kind of stuff." And I literally, one of the reasons I got fired from country radio is because I don't support or defend the Confederate flag. I don't, I'm not a fan of it. Like, I'm not going to have a blatant racist on my fucking show. Like, I'm not, I'm not going, unless they're so racist that I can sit here and call them a piece of shit on my show and debate back and forth with them. That's not you. I don't see Mm -hmm. a racist bone in your body. Like, people get it confused. Like, just because, you get into an altercation with somebody and they're of a different skin tone or culture than you. That doesn't mean you hate everybody in that, in that race or culture. That just means you dislike that person at that time. Uh, that's all it means. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people. I just don't be honest with you. I, I hate everybody equally. I don't like anybody. I, I really, I'm just not a nice person. And that's why I talk shit most of the time. But well, from what they told me about you and then you explaining some of the stuff to me, and then I had people also send, uh, what was it, to where they said you are racist because uh, you you hit uh, a roommate or something, right? <laughs> no, no. Someone, was this was year. Okay, so this is years ago, okay. and they're like, they're just trying to dig it, get dig up yeah. dirt on me. I have, I have no police record. I have, I don't even have a traffic violation on my record, right? So years ago, a woman punched me in the face. We had, we had a, a disagreement. It was a roommate. She punched me in the face. She broke her finger on her punching hand. She had already had an issue with her finger and was talking about getting surgery. She had broke it several times before. But so she punches me, breaks her finger. Um, and I told I tell her I'm going to call the police. I'm like, I am going to call the police if you don't pack a bag and leave. She attacked me twice. There was a witness there. My friend jumped in the middle to try to like protect me. because This woman was like twice my size. My friend's a little guy. I'm not exactly a big person. I can't fight. So she attacks me twice. He jumps in the middle. He took a few punches. I was like, you have to leave the house. You have to leave. I had asked her to move out like weeks before this because her attitude sucked. And she honestly just wasn't a safe person to be around. So punches me. I don't call the cops. I don't call the cops because as a white person, you don't call the cops on your black friends, period. Sorry, but that's where I stand with it. I'm like, whatever. She's been drinking margaritas. She punches me in the face. I'm fine. I had some bruising. I had a concussion. I have the medical paperwork from my concussion just to make sure I was okay. Um, I didn't call the police. She called the police hours later. I'm assuming her family or friends talked her into like, oh, you better call the police because if you don't, then she's going to call the police and you're going to go to jail, which is what I'm assuming. Again, years ago, the detective called me. I actually laughed. I was like, really? She called the cops. He calls me days after this. And he's like, yeah, she's saying you attacked her and broke her finger. And I was like, oh, her finger on her punching hand, I'm assuming. He's like, well, I can't give you that information. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It gets investigated. Obviously, I'm innocent. I never got arrested because she didn't even call from the location. Like, I didn't attack this woman. I don't. I, look at me. Do I look like I can fight? I can't. No, okay. no, no. And much you... less break the finger of somebody twice my freaking size. 
Okay. Um, so anyway, I don't know how they found out about this. I'm sure there's something about it online. The case has been closed. The case has been closed for years. Now, she did file a protective order saying I couldn't talk about it on social media. Uh, and I'm like, okay, whatever. I never told anyone about it. Really. Well, that's not true. I told people about it. I'm like, hey, this woman punched me in the face once and then filed a restraining order on me. These people that then did this to me, these recent people, they, I think, already knew about this. And they're like, oh, we're going to create a pattern of behavior. Coco Briscoe's dangerous. She gets restraining orders filed against her. So now they're saying that she was a gay black woman named Deborah Quinn. Sorry, you don't want me to say any names. That's not a person. That's not her name. I don't know where they got that name. I have a friend with that name uh, who's a current friend of mine who was like, what the heck? Why are they saying that? They've created a troll account under that name using a photo of some woman I've never seen claiming that this is her. Okay. So they, they're just looking for, and now they're like, she's a racist. This roommate of mine that punched me in the face is a woman I made a user on my credit card to help build her credit. I got her a job working for the company I'd been at for years. I gave her a home to live in. I loved this person. She was somebody I cared about very much. When she punched me, that was a final straw. Obviously, it was like, no more friendship for you. Why she went to the extent she went to, I think, was to protect herself. I get people get scared, but I wasn't going to do anything. I still didn't file charges on her after it was proven that she's the one who punched me because there was a witness and I had a concussion. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get when you first off, when you said uh, as a white person, I'm not calling uh, the cops on my black friends. Look, I'm just going to tell you, all I'm a snitch. Y'all fuck with me. I'm calling law on whoever. Uh, but I know, but I know what you mean. You don't want somebody to get necessarily in trouble for something they shouldn't get in trouble for. And I would see her side of the view or her side of the thing too, to where she did call the law in case you did, because it doesn't, yeah. in that case, you want to get, you want to control the narrative. You want to be the person that's in front of the story. I get why somebody would do that, but the fact that yeah. there were never charges, there was never nothing. It's kind of pointless. That's where, like, when people sent me the information, like, and they were sending me screenshots of these documents or whatever, it's the first thing I asked you about. I was like, you got to explain these. Um, but that right there is a yeah. very valid response. But to the person, once again, because I'm going to say this several times before we get done in a few minutes, to the person that broke their finger on her face, come on the show, JL Terry 87, tell your side of it that you're more than <laughs> welcome. I'm extending a hand. We, we like all sides of the story told here. Uh, we'll see if they do. We'll give them the opportunity. But continue. I want to know, like, um, so you, all that happened. How long ago was that that actually happened, by the way? Oh, my God. It was, like, right at the beginning of the pandemic. We okay. had been quarantined together. We were, everyone's losing their damn minds. Uh, yeah, it was. It's just I can't even believe I'm talking about this on a podcast a year later because the case is closed. Nothing happened. This I have no communication with this woman. Like to me, this is like so in the past. But my creepy stalkers, these people trying to ruin my freaking life. Let's just I just can I real quick just tell you all the allegations that have been made by these people. Go and ahead. this is by the way, these are these are recent allegations. Go ahead. Now a year ago, a year ago they brought that up, just saying I'm a violent person. Now, since uh, one of my stalkers tried to get a job working for my company, and that didn't work out for her because I went to the company and I was like, I don't want this woman around me. She has created hate pages about me. She has admitted to the abuse publicly. I have the evidence of that. Um, she claims that she quit. I don't know if she got fired. My job just said she no longer works here after I went to them with the evidence. Now, I don't know what the truth is. She's welcome to tell her side. 
all my company said is she no longer works here. Now, after that happened is when all these allegations started pouring out about me. Now, here's what's been said. Uh, I drug men in bars. I rape men. I'm a racist. I hate the LGBTQ community. I throw bar stools all around bars. I beat people up. I mean, it's allegation. I stalk myself. I've created my own hate pages. I've doxed my own family. Uh, these people are making me insane. I'm like, guys, they are going to say and have said literally, I abuse children. I, they said that, they, that I'm attacking their children online. My stalker, this woman who I believe is behind all this stuff, her kids are like a newborn and like a toddler. Why am I Why am I harassing them online? Why do they have social media pages? Like this, it's it's outlandish, right? And so I'm here defending myself on my own TikTok. I want to be doing dating content and be like laughing about stuff. And I'm sitting here going, hey, I'm not a racist. Hey, I don't hate the gay community. I don't hate trans people. Like if you go through my TikTok page, you will see that for the entire time I've had my page, I talk about women's safety. Well, especially in the last year since all this stuff happened. I talk about women's safety. I I am on the side of the black community about police brutality. I defend the gay community. And like, you go look. I mean, it's, uh, these have been there for months. And now all of a sudden, what they're trying to do is turn my own community against me. They're trying to turn my own supporters. They're trying to take your support away. Uh, I'll, yes, tell you, I'll tell you this, though. Uh, if you ever say that you support something, yeah. they're, they're going to say that you're only doing that for whatever fucking reasons, just to validate right. your other stuff. That's why I teach you a life lesson right now. Mm -hmm. Tell them all to go fuck themselves. Uh, you're supposed to treat everybody equally in my book. So like we've had a lot of people that are from the alphabet community on my show. They're a big supporter of mine. I would have never thought they were a big supporter of mine. I love every one of them. I don't care how fucking weird some of them are. The weirder they are, the cooler they fucking are to me. I like the unique ass people. I like we have had folks on here and people that have communicated with me that they literally like the fact that I treat them regardless of their background, their sexual orientation, whatever. I treat them like I treat my best friends and I talk shit to my best friends. I do not fucking take it easy on anybody. I'm going to mm -hmm. give a person a hard time kind of love language. That's how I show emotion. That's how I'm not mm -hmm. the guy that's going to sit here and hug you and be like, you know what? I'm just so fucking proud of your struggles and all this kind of stuff. No, I'm going to be like, Hey, good job sucking a dick. Like I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. talk. It, it sounds bad, but it's not. People want to be treated equally. So if yeah. you want to be treated equally, you want me to show you how I show love to my friends, I'm going to show you the same way. Otherwise, what you're asking for is supremacy. You're asking to be treated better than I would treat my best friends. If I'm going to be ugly to somebody that is my best friend, that I'm going to be ugly to you, but in a playful way to where you can give it back to me just as hard. Pun intended. So that's where that I fell in love with other people that are completely different than me. The second that you start saying on social media that I support this and you're not sitting there supporting other things that people think that you believe in already, that's where they attack you because they think mm -hmm. it's a front. It's not a front if you act like you just don't you don't give more, any more of a shit about them than you do the people that you care about. too. Well, 
you know, when I talk about women's safety on my show or on my show, on my uh, TikTok, I'm talking about all women. And, you know, th this is happening. Abuse, stalking, harassment, these kinds of things happen to women across the board. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think that my followers and my supporters know who I am. I think I've been transparent. I've been authentic. Obviously, these creepy people that are after me, they're going to do whatever they can to try and take my, they want to deplatform me. They want to shut me up and they want to deplatform me. It's not going to happen because I am happy to address any allegation that's ever been made. I'm happy to tell the full truth. I'm, I'm happy to show evidence, but I'm not going to spend every single day of my life defending myself to these people. And you're right. At some point, I just have to say, fuck y'all. Go fuck yourself because this is not what I want my content to be about. It's not what I want my life to be like. You shouldn't have to defend yourself if the words you say come from a place of love. That is what that's kind of what I was getting to a while ago. I got long winded with it because I hate people. Uh, but if you know the stuff that you post, what you believe in in life comes from a good place and yeah. it's not ugly. Don't ever fucking defend yourself. I don't read my comment section. I don't read Reddit. I don't all these people to get tied up in all this shit. You want to validate. You want to go. People's making up lies about you. It doesn't matter how much you put your truth out there. Their lies, what's going to stick because it's more entertaining. Yeah. And when you know that that's not the case, don't fucking address it. I got a friend that does nothing political shit. And I just do not even speak to her that much anymore. She's big on social media because mm -hmm. literally every time somebody attacks her, she feels the need to attack them back. Why? Mm -hmm. You know that what they're saying is false. You know that there's everything that they're doing is bullshit. You're making me live a life I don't want to live. If I do that, I'm going to mm -hmm. put stuff out here to the world that I want to put, let you be miserable or let you attack me for whatever reasons. And then at the end of the day, the truth comes out. If you don't see me being racist, if you don't see me being homophobic, if you don't see me doing whatever, and it's just somebody else's word who doesn't have a public page or does not have where you can even see their pictures, they're literally just attacking you because they're scared to be themselves. Right. Which is why when you say, come on my podcast, I would love them to come I'd on your podcast. I'd love for them to. I would love it. Yes, please tell the world why you have been harassing me from faceless troll accounts for an entire year of my life, slandering me. Uh, making my life a living hell, doxing me, doxing my family, getting yeah, tell me fired people, from my job. Tell people what <laughs> that is because I didn't know the technical term for that, and that's what you've been going through the past couple of weeks, right? Yeah, so doxing is when people put your public information online, telling people where you work, where you live, um, where your family lives, like any personal information about you that you haven't put out online. So I was a bartender at a place in the area um, I never said where I worked because I don't want people coming into my work, right? I, people knew I was a bartender. These people publicly doxed said exactly where I work. Now their whole little hate group that they have developed on several different pages. I will not promote them here because I will not platform these people. Yeah. Um, they, they've like developed their own little hate group. This I hate Coco Briscoe. She's a horrible person <laughs> tribe. And these people, when they publicly doxed me and said, this is where she works. All these people called my job for days on end, calling the owner, calling my place of business, demanding that they fire me. My boss fired me and he did it very apologetically. He was like, I'm so sorry. He looked like he was going to cry when he did it. Like, honestly, he was nervous to do it. He was like, everyone likes you. We all like you. We all think you're a great employee. We have to run a business and we can't run a business when our phones are ringing nonstop off the hook about you. We have to let you go. I was furious about this. 
Now these people have put my family's home address online thinking it's my address. They're like, the racist Coco Briscoe lives at this address. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's so frustrating because let's say some psychomaniac sees this, right? Let's, let's say the group of people harassing me only want to deplatform me and humiliate me, right? Maybe their yeah. intention isn't to harm me. I doubt it. It feels, their obsession with me is so scary. I'm afraid I could be physically harmed. But let's say they don't have that intention. Who knows that if some person sees that, oh, she's a racist? Well, here's her address. I'm going to go burn the house down, right? Like, they can't be doing this. It's incredibly unsafe. And the whole point of me speaking out about this publicly is because these people have put my safety in danger multiple times um, or put it at risk. And I can't have that. Like, I cannot have that. And I know people are like, well, then get offline. They've already had me fired from my job. I've already moved out of the city where they lived so that they would leave me alone. They've gotten rid of me, but they don't want to just get rid of me out of their city. They don't want me to have a platform. They don't want me to have a voice. I don't think they even want me to be alive. And maybe that sounds extreme to you, but it doesn't to me. And it's freaking scary. I don't think, I don't think it's that far. I think that they want you to get some type of punishment or whatever, but there's no, no reason to be punished. Uh, that, that's the thing. Like, there's no reason to be punished. I I get somebody wanting jailed, my, Josh. They've had me jailed. They've had me. Uh, yeah, but, they made me unemployed. Also, they made me homeless. Like, but, <laughs> but look on the bright side of it, though. Bright side of it is, I believe, for everything bad that happens to you, if you handle it the right way, there's going to be something that's equally good happens to you. That's that's yeah. th that's little stepping stones in life. Like We all have to have those mistakes. We all have to have stupid shit happens. It's probably benefited you more. Because now, like, let's see, let's see, even do this show. I saw that another podcast uh, talked about you recently, and uh, I looked mm -hmm. the dudes up. Seemed like cool folks. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know them personally. I didn't listen to all of it. Uh, I just listened to a couple clips to see what they had to say. It seemed like nice guys. Uh, the and the the lady that's on there too. Um, but uh, I disagree strongly with you. Uh, the guy well, knows me. I've never seen him in my I, life. Well, I've never. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're going off of other people. Yeah. Like, they're going off of faceless troll accounts yeah, and and people hiding yeah. i have my face and name out here and yeah. they didn't even reach out to me i reached out to them after their podcast they won't even write me back like cowards fucking cowards well i'm, I'm not going to say that about them because i don't know i but i could see from your point of view why you would see that uh yeah but, but you got to understand like in this industry like i don't know if that's like their job this is my job this is all i do for a living is my mm -hmm. show like I get people wanting clickbait. That's probably yeah. clickbait for them to grow their show. But sure. what I was getting to is I saw the rankings with them and I saw the rankings with me uh, and I'm not knocking anybody. They might've just started. And now, like I said, they don't sound like a bad show. Sounds like it's well-produced and everything. You are on a way bigger show than them. Like, yeah. and it's because there's more validation to you than there is to the other side of the argument. I'm not going to pick the side, even if like, I'll put it this way. If these folks that I'm sitting here saying, Hey, y'all can come do the show. Come on, come do it. Come tell me why she's so bad. Show me why she's so bad. Prove to the point. You don't have to prove to me it's to the listener. Like, mm -hmm. but the first thing I see when somebody messages me, I'm going to look up their socials. I'm going to look up just who follows them and all this type of shit. A faceless account and you doing a show or you doing your content or sending me stuff off of faceless accounts instead of the person that is right here in front of me right now. Like you, you had enough balls to, to come on one of the biggest assholes ever 
show because it seems like it validates your argument, everything that you say. That, and, and that's what I like is you taking a, a step in the right direction to clear your name. Like yeah. and doing stuff with on here, look, you you probably gonna get a lot of folks that message you and be like, "Hey, we got you back," or "Hey, whatever." And these troll pages or whatever, they're not gonna get that. They're they're not going to get the support that you get. And yeah. even though that you've had these people dox you or whatever, is that the word? Yeah. Oh, but before I go on, by the way, my studio is at one forty eight East Peacock Street. Cochran, Georgia. If you want to dox anybody, I'm a dox myself. And I'm an <laughs> old country boy with a bad fucking attitude. If y'all want to come knock on this door, y'all go right ahead. And if you want to call my boss at Raising Gray Studios, his name's Josh Terry. And he don't give a fuck about you calling him. So uh, I happen to know the guy that owns it very well. We've, uh, we know each other. We go back about 35 years. So do that shit. If you want to, but just understand, folks, that when you do that to somebody like Coco or you do that to other people and you harass them, boy, I hope you believe in karma. She's a bitch because it will roll back around on your ass. And I think yeah. I, I don't think that anybody's going to come on the show. I know they're going to listen to this. They're welcome to. Yeah, I would love to hear why they're doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I would, too, because like I said earlier, there's a piece of it that doesn't line up. And if there's a piece mm -hmm. that I'm missing that they can tell me, y'all tell me that piece. But it seems like this woman's been cleared as far as legal shit goes from everything that she's been accused of. Uh, it seems like you're still doing pretty well in life, even though you got fired and everything. You don't look like you're too homeless right this second. Uh, I I'm mean, not homeless now. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. So I don't like the trolls. I don't like the people that take shots at folks like you. There's no reason in it. Uh, somebody like me who's got thick ass skin and is okay with people taking shots at him. Y'all come for me. Leave people that don't deserve. Like I'm when I say I'm a piece of shit, I can say it about myself because there ain't none of them that out can out shit talk me. You can't do my fucking job. You you don't get paid to do this shit for a living. I get paid for it. I want people to attack me. It gives me content. Like, you are going to make me happy if you come on this show because, one, you're either going to prove Coco wrong and it's going to be a great episode. I don't think that's going to happen. Or, two, you're going to start trying to bullshit with me and I'm just going to make you like a fucking idiot. Like, I want it to happen. And you should, too. You you should want yeah. it. Um, what I think so funny about – can I just say something real quick? I think what's so funny about uh, this other podcast that's completely slandering me, they're like, she committed a hate crime. They're going after – like off of all of this baseless information, right? These these guys, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to bait me so that I talk about them. Like yeah. they want me to get mad. So I talk about their podcast. But here's the thing. They could have just had me on the show. Yeah. They could have asked me all these questions and they could reply to my message. They've read my messages. Okay. And I've been like, hey, why are you doing this to me? Why are you listening to people who have no evidence? I have the evidence. This is not cool. Like you're making me less safe by doing this. No response, but they have, I think, three plus hours of them just talking about me. I'm like, but you can't message me back. Like, to me, it's so gross and so cowardly. But yeah, please don't promote their podcast. I mean, anybody can go watch it. I don't give a crap, but I'm not going to like put their for, faces and names for on yeah, for yeah, for legal reasons, I'm not going to say their names, but they're more than welcome to, to reach out to me so they can tell me their side too. 
Uh, hey, look, it's clickbait. I get why they did it. I, I mean, I trust me, I ain't got a problem with it. I, I don't like that they did it from the point of view that they did it. And now I'm going to have to go listen to the whole thing because the one clip that I heard in the show was him talking about you only listening for five minutes. You know you listened to more of that fucking show than five minutes. No, I no, I didn't actually. The first two episodes, I listened to a few minutes and I was like pissed off, so I turned it off. The third episode they did, I listened to that one. I didn't, I realize, there, one. I didn't realize there was that yeah. many. That's the only one I clicked on. Yeah, I listened to the one that says that this isn't about Coco Briscoe or uh, whatever. See, even They're such, accusing it, me of hate crimes and yeah, even saying that in the title is like it's it's like they're wanting you and your name to be on something to why they get clicks and downloads. It's clickbait. I I mean, I, once again, I get it, boys. I, I get it. I know why you're doing it or whatever, you know. But you don't have to do it that way. You don't have to do that way. You can go it's for an the, ugly way to do things. Well, if you're good at what you do, and I'm not saying these folks are bad. I'm just, you know, no offense. I'm better. Coming from country radio and everything else, I got years in talking and doing interviews and shit. Like I, I, I know what the fuck I'm doing. You can take the truth of something or what I believe to be the truth. Now, if the other folks come on and convince me otherwise, I'll be the first person to blast your ass. Like I'll be the first person to literally go ham on you. But right now, and I believe this moving forward, you're 100% in the right. Like I, you, you, you have to prove me wrong. I don't think anybody's going to prove me wrong on this. You've got too many receipts and you got too much to back up your stuff. I guess it's just, it's too, it makes too much sense. Your side of the story. And I even tell you this, I didn't tell you before the show, the reason why I asked you about those documents that I got tagged in that was like, Hey, you better do your research on her first or whatever. Folks, we do a lot of stuff with police officers. So when y'all sent me that stuff, first thing I did was screen record it. And send it over to a guy that's been on the show that is a police officer. What she said is exactly what happened. There's a reason why those documents, some of it y'all had erased out. And there's a reason why other shit. I do my fucking homework. I don't just play the guessing game on the internet and type in somebody's name. I got fucking police officers and homies that are going to look something up because they don't want my ass to get in trouble. So bring that shit at me if you want to. So I guess, Coco, Thank what I'm you. trying to say is I appreciate uh, you fighting against these people because I want people to stand up for their truth or whatever. But at the same time, understand if they're sitting there telling lies about you, you don't have to validate their lives, lies with a comment. Let mm -hmm. them fucking sit there and lie about you. Let them sit there and say whatever. Like if, if you know that you're not a racist, if you're not a bigot, if you're not a bad person, don't sit there and just constantly say you're not. Yeah, I that, don't. This is yeah. this is a new allegation that's been made. And every yeah. all my followers know that that's not true. But the other stuff that they said wasn't working, right? Me being violent, nobody believed that. Me being a crazy alcoholic who throws bar chairs around, nobody believed that. When they said that I raped people and abused children and yeah. attacked kids online, nobody believed that. So now they're like, well... She's white, so maybe if we call her racist, people will believe that. Or maybe if we say that she hates the gay community, people will believe that. They're going to say anything. And I, ha you're right. I need to stop validating it, and I need to be like, okay, these people are desperate to be platform me, and I'm not going to allow it to happen. So no. you're right. I just need to not engage. The more That's you, solid advice. 
the more you pay them attention, the more that looks like you're trying to justify your actions and mm -hmm. it not look like you did those things that they're accusing you of. So if you don't acknowledge it in the first place, you know why you have a following? Why anybody has a following? Treat it like a fucking army. If you're good at what you do and somebody attacks you, if anybody ever says anything negative in my comment section, one, I pay them no attention because I don't feel like I should. Two, mm -hmm. there's going to be 300,000 pissed off women because my listening audience is like 80% women. They're going to get fucking mad and they're going to attack that person for you. Let them yeah. fucking do, deal with that shit. That's what that's mm -hmm. what people who care about you and support you on social media are supposed to be there for. Like if you're yeah. putting out good vibes into the world and you're putting out a good message and good content and all this kind of stuff, then the people that follow you should have your fucking back. So mm -hmm. you just keep doing you. I like you. I like you. And like I said, <laughs> I, like uh, you too, Josh. <laughs> I want every one of you people that's accusing her of stuff. It's JL Terry 87 on Instagram. You can message me today, right to now. I will have you on this evening. I will stop what I'm doing this evening instead of going out probably on a shitty date, getting drunk, just acting like the <laughs> shitty person I am. I will stop what I'm doing to have you on the show. I will have. You. I can't wait. I can't I, wait. I hope that they agree. To I this. hope they do. I hope they. I got, really hope they do. I, I hope they put their face out there. Oh, I want to see. I want people yeah. to see their faces. Well, first off, that's going to be the first thing I say to them is, okay, you can do the show, but just know. Your face is in this other box. Mm -hmm. If this face sitting in this other box and you want to use some emoji or whatever, then you know what? You are chicken shit. I want somebody with elephant-sized balls to come to me today, just like Coco did, and all the people that tagged me and her stuff. She had enough nuts to get on here and tell her story. So tell yours. I don't like, like I'm saying, I don't like the keyboard gangsters. I don't like people. I... Me and you, you're you're 40. I'm 30, almost 35. You know, one thing about our like between 30 and 40 that we get that the people that are between 18 and, and 29 don't is back in the day, we didn't talk shit because we were scared of having to get our asses whooped. These keyboard gangsters, they don't understand that. Like, I'm not threatening to kick nobody's ass. You just don't say anything unless you're ready to stand up to that person to their face. The internet has made so many of you keyboard gangsters to where, oh, I can say whatever I want. But you know what? I bet you wouldn't do it in public for the fear of being embarrassed or there being an altercation or whatever. There are consequences to the things you say. Coco, I'm sorry that you've had to deal with the consequences. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. Well, real quick, drop your social media handles for instagram and tiktok and all that shit and so we can drive some people to you uh because this episode is going to come out today and uh, okay. i want to make sure we tag you and everything too all right awesome thanks for having me on josh i really appreciate it and thanks hey. for doing your research and proving that what i'm saying is the truth that uh, was awesome well, i didn't know that you did that so i was like well what? it was gonna it was gonna be two things it was gonna be two things when i messaged old dude that listens to the show uh well there's a lot of police officers that do and the ones, but there's one in particular that maybe we've had him on, maybe we haven't. I'm not going to tell you all my little secret. Whenever somebody sends me documents about stuff, I send them to somebody in particular to validate it and to look that person up because I can have an aha moment 
how I told you before the show starts is for entertainment purposes only. And you saying, okay, we're good to go. That gives me the right to any point in time that if somebody's lying to me and I know they're lying, I can call you out on your shit on this show. So I make sure that that person's not lying to me. But if they are lying to me and I haven't had anybody really do it yet to where I felt the need to be a complete asshole, it's where I can have that moment to where it's like, hey, look, I'm going to tell you why you're lying. And I got you, bitch. Like, that's what it's going to be like. I got you. I didn't have that with you. And I'm damn glad I didn't have that with you. Like, I, I, I do my research. That's why I told you not to say the names of the bars or anything else. I know the rules of the game. Like we have we have lawyers that are associated with this because it's got to that point. I know what to say and what not to say. So drop your social media stuff and we'll get the hell out of here and uh, you can go on about your day. At Coco Briscoe, C-O-C-O-B-R-I-S-C-O-E or Instagram at Coco.Briscoe. All right, folks. Well, y'all heard it here. Y'all go f- You what? really use like twitter i have one but i don't really use it i don't fucking use twitter everybody always wants to bring up twitter i literally have never i don't think i've ever had a twitter if i did it's probably some nasty shit on there uh i don't remember it would have been way back in the day when i was very immature and stupid uh but anyway coco thank you very much for your time today and uh hey i just i really do appreciate it i like you standing up for yourself all right folks well thank y'all for listening to the josh terry podcast I will catch y'all next time.